Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 94 of the Enterprise Now podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Daniel Amaduri of Future Money Trends. Daniel is a self-made millionaire and full-time fact finder who credits his success to a strong desire to research economics and surrounding himself with the right people. We talk about embracing the new economy, what it is and how to thrive in it. We talk about having a solution mindset, income investment, and how the internet is shaping the future. All right, let's dig in. All right, Dan, can I get, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice, nice. So first of all, let me say thank you so much for being on the show. I know that as a business person, entrepreneur, you have about a million things that you could be doing right now, but you chose to be with us. So for that, I say thank you. Thanks for me on. Yeah, no problem. One of the things that I always like to ask right off the bat is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, you are welcome to go all the way back to the <laughs> day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Daniel Amaduri, and I run Future Money Trends, as well as a few other publications, but that's my main focus. I've been an entrepreneur since the earliest memories of my childhood. I had some very early success in my teens and young 20s. I managed to blow it all up. And then after a few years of kind of being in the valley of darkness, was able to build it up to way bigger and way better than I ever thought. I'm very passionate about helping people learn about personal finance and learn about building businesses and entrepreneurship and investments. It was my hobby for a long time, and now it's what I do full time. So I'm a little selfish in the sense that I love looking for ways to make money for myself. And then, of course, what I'm doing is I'm finding it for my audience and my subscribers and sharing it with them. But I'm with them. If I suggest any investment or business idea, I'm usually there writing a check with everybody else. Awesome. So one of the things that I like to do on the show is to really get to know the person behind the business. So with that in mind, what's your favorite thing to do? Well, my favorite thing to do right now is to spend time with my children because I have a three-year-old, a six-year-old, and an eight-year-old. So being able to hang out with them, especially on traveling trips, like either on a vacation or we just got back from a two-week Disney cruise, that is like good times for me. That is when I'm like just probably at my happiest. And it's probably spending time with the kids. I know they're going to get older, and it's all finite. Already the eight-year-old's almost, he's getting up there where I won't be able to pick him up anymore, and he probably won't take dad's kisses. So 
I'm just enjoying this finite time I have with little children in the house before they're big kids and teenagers, and then they want nothing to do with me when they're adults. Yeah, I can definitely identify. I have a three-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter, and she's like, I can still hug her when I drop her off, but the kiss is off limits. So So tell me a little bit more about the Disney cruise. We went to Disney down in Orlando this year, but we've never done the cruise. What was that like? Well, the cruise, if if anybody likes Disney and you have kids... Think of going to Disney and experiencing 50 of those moments on the ship. The characters you have full access to, they're all over the ship. So my I have two younger ones are girls, and they love all the princesses. Plenty of time. They even have tea time with the princesses. The cruise ship is great for adults, though, too. You have adult-only areas, adult-only activities. The kids are so happy in the kids' zone. Sometimes they don't even want you to pick them up, and it's midnight. And Disney Cruise is not only a great experience, but if you're listening to the show and you're thinking about entrepreneurship or business, it's a great business to mimic because they are exceptional at over-delivering. That is one of the keys to having a successful business. Wow. That was like one of the best answers I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) It's one of those quirky entrepreneur things, right? When you see the business in every single thing, you're like, the movie theater, they lacked in customer service, but they made up with so-and-so. It's really cool. Yeah. Disney's phenomenal. It's a great business, as you know. And I highly recommend you take your daughter to the cruise ships. Gotcha. So nobody got seasick or anything like that? Nope. Never experienced seasickness on these. This was our fourth one that we've done and haven't experienced that at all. Everybody seems to have a lot of fun and it's going to be the big trip that we'll do. We have two scheduled already for 2018. So we're excited about it. Awesome. Now, shifting gears a little bit, Dan, what would you say is your superpower? Oh, I don't have a superpower, of course, but one thing I would say that I don't know if it's conditioned in my brain or if it came from my father or where it came from, but I refuse to accept problems. I hate the idea of problems, and I only focus on solutions. In fact, it's a pet peeve. I actually, when people bring me a problem, I get very frustrated with actually that individual, and that's kind of a quirk, I guess, not a superpower, but I approach everything with there's a solution to everything. Everything you bring me, there's a solution. I got good news and bad news type of person. To me, it doesn't matter. If there's going to be a solution for it. So I would say that one thing that I have been very good at in my life in all matters, whether it's dealing with health issues or business, finance, I've always believed that there's a solution and a way out of everything. So I would say a strong focus on solutions. Gotcha. Now, if you had to give one or two, what would be your keys to success? Number one, over-deliver. Over-promise and over-deliver. So I love backing myself into a corner and doing things that I might not be able to achieve for a client or for whatever I'm trying to accomplish here. I believe in really stretching yourself and forcing yourself to meet that. So I'm a big believer in the most important thing in success is to over-deliver. And the second thing, um, the second keys to success is to always, always treat your clients and treat the other people in business that you're dealing in as you'd want yourself to be treated. It really does come back to a core thing because I don't like people who cut corners We've all experienced that, and whether it's a mechanic or getting a home built or a landlord, I don't like corner cutting. I'm really big on mimicking those big, successful businesses like a Marriott or a Disney or an Apple where you don't cut corners, you do it right, and you do it how you'd want someone else to treat you. Gotcha. Now, I've heard of under-promise, over-deliver, but I heard you say over-promise and over-deliver. Absolutely. Since I was 18 years old, I've gotten myself in lots of jams from over-promising. And every single time, without exception, I have always figured out a way. 
And I really enjoy it. I constantly putting my back against the wall and forcing myself to meet those objectives. But yeah, absolutely. You should overpromise and you should overdeliver in all matters of business. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned that your superpower was to refuse to accept problems. You only accept solutions. What does that look like on a practical level? When someone approaches you, there's an issue. How should they approach Dan so that they're not... I would rather them give me the options I have for solutions, right? So let's say it's a rental property and they say, hey, there's a flood and we've got tenant can't live in the property because they left for the weekend at a pipe burst and it's flooded out. Okay, great. That's the problem. And that's a lot of people get stuck in the mud and just stare at that or go realize, oh, it's going to take six months. I would prefer if somebody was working for me that they would come and say, already have the solutions in hand. I've got the tenants staying at the Best Western. They're happy. They're fine. I've already called the electrician. I've already called the floor people. They're already ripping it out and demoing the floor. I'd rather, because there's always solutions. And even if it's like a hard situation. So like, for example, I've invested in some Canadian companies. And right now there's issues with Americans being able to sell Canadian stock, specifically in the cannabis space. I don't like someone just telling me, oh, you can't sell stock because you're an American. Okay, what do I have to do? Because there's always a solution. And what we found is, Well, you can set up a Canadian corporation. That Canadian corporation can sell stocks. Or you can set up a corporation in another country. Or you can wait for six months and go through this whole process of being screened by the regulators. I mean, there's always a solution. I hate the idea or the mentality that there's a wall in front of you or a wall in front of the business or a wall in front of growth. Or There's so many people in my life that I've met that things come to a dead end. And I've proven them wrong a thousand times. There is no dead end. There is no wall. There's always a way forward. Gotcha. I wrote down, have a solution mindset. One of the things we talk about on the show all the time is mindset, how you approach problems, how you think. What I hear you saying is don't think of just the problem, just the issue, right? You're stating the obvious. We see the pipe burst and there's water coming out. How are we going to arrive at the solution and already have that in hand when you approach That's awesome advice, both for business owners and entrepreneurs, people who have an entrepreneurial mindset who work inside of corporations. Having that solution mindset is going to get you a long, long way. Absolutely. Now, if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? That's a tough question. If I could meet anyone in the world, I probably could end up meeting this person. I really am a big fan of Kevin O'Leary. He's on the Shark Tank. He's called, uh, refers to himself as Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> as far as what I would say to him, I would probably ask him about his actual business building. And I'd like to talk about his early days. I understand he's a great investor now. He's done very well for himself and his entrepreneurs. But I would love to talk to him about the depths of his hard times because I know he's had to have had them. And I would love to talk to him about the times that he was almost broke. Or that the business almost died and what he did to get out of that. Because I think that would be a fascinating story to hear from a guy like that. I know like his friend on the show, Mark Cuban, has talked about where he's living on a roommate's couch. And they were literally check swapping each other to pay the rent and stuff like that. Because the bank wouldn't find out for three days where they could get money in. But I'm always fascinated by the stories of how people came from the valley and worked their way through and, and up. So we've learned a little bit about you. We know one of the things you hate. We know your superpower. We know some of your keys to success. Tell us about your business. What do you do? So futuremoneytrends.com is a personal finance for the new economy. What I noticed about 10 years ago was that everybody from their portfolios to their jobs to their children, they're preparing them for this 1980s economy that just isn't there. 
And I wanted to make something that was applicable for millennials, but also applicable to baby boomers. Because I do see a, a great transformation going on in this country and in this world. On the positive side, you've got technology. On the negative side, you've got all sorts of sovereign debt issues, government fiat currencies run amok, central banks, debt, banks, the 2008 crisis, you name it. But then we have this tsunami of technology and solutions, as well as things that are raising our living standard. And I wanted to make a letter that kind of met both. So on one hand, in personal finance world, there's the standard save 10%, invest in mutual funds. I didn't see that as a real solution because it's kind of not preparing for the future. And then I saw on the other side, there was only buy gold because the economy's changing. And I was like, I don't like that either. So I really looked at what can people do and to jump right into it, it fits in right to the theme of your show is that we're moving closer and closer into the freelance economy. There is no graduate college and you work for one big corporation, climb up the ladder and you're there for 30, 40 years. We're in the freelance economy. So rather than fall into it by force, embrace the freelance economy, especially because of the internet. Because now with the internet, you can make more money than ever and you can do it all from home. And it's very easy to do. I can only imagine people who had newsletters 30 years ago where they, or 20 years ago, 15 years ago, where they had to send stuff in the mail. We have over 200,000 subscribers and it costs almost nothing to send them a letter. We literally just hit send. It's all digitally. It's all electronic. So in my opinion, it's easier than ever and better than ever now to be an entrepreneur because we're all going to be entrepreneurs anyway in the new freelance economy. And then that also ties in with our investment thesis that the U.S. is structurally changing. The world is structurally changing. And in order to be a successful investor, we really have a strong advocate for income investments. And if you're not going to invest in income, we also find individuals with startups that we can partner with. And we're not looking for 20 investments. We're looking for two or three guys or gals that we can partner with and really make a significant amount of money with those investments. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. Dan, you said so much answer that I don't know if we could cover that in the next day. So I'm going to try to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to pare this down because I absolutely 110% agree that we are moving into a different economy. You titled it the freelance economy. I totally see that where you said the 1980s economy is just gone. It's not here anymore. So talk a little bit more about that, about this new freelance economy, what that might look like. I describe it as the next industrial revolution. It's sort of like this whole new way of doing business that is a lot of people just aren't prepared for. So talk more about the freelance economy, what that might look like, and give us some insights. Sure. I mean, we need to embrace the idea that you can have multiple streams of income and businesses through the internet. 
embrace the automation, embrace the robots in the future. Because the fact of the matter is if you're preparing your kids to get a job, and we've already seen what's happened in the last 10 years, especially since the 2008 crisis, Gen Xers, millennials, they're learning the hard way. That's our generation. And it's not there. They got this great degree for 100 grand, and they work at Subway. So that mindset of going and looking for something with great benefits, that's ending. That was an experiment. It wasn't, you know, look, 100 years ago, everybody was an entrepreneur or they were a farmer. I mean, there's just things change. And I think this idea that you can just sock away money in a 401k or, or expect to receive a pension, it's not sustainable. And even the ones that people think are sustainable aren't like government jobs, for example. Those pensions are all upside down. And they're insolvent. So embrace having multiple streams of income. Don't just focus on one thing to generate revenue. Perhaps you can generate revenue multiple ways. Perhaps you can also flip houses or have rental income or focus on receiving income from some of your investments and actually spending some of that money on paying bills. So the new economy is definitely, and it always has been, but it just, for a while there, we, we had corporate America. But really, I mean, your answers are in the mirror. It's not with a boss and it's not with a certain piece of paper from a college university. Your answers are in the mirror. Embrace that you can make money for yourself and embrace that everything is accessible to you. You don't want to go to college or feel like you're obligated. Keep in mind that it's fine if you want a degree, but there is nothing on a single college campus that isn't freely available to you right now on Google. And that wasn't true 20 or 30 years ago. 20 or 30 years ago, you had to go to college because there was information that you needed that you could not get. Today, all the information is out there and it's all free. So embrace the new economy because you can thrive in it easier and better than ever. Now, you mentioned income investment. What in the world is that? Well, look, there's the fintech sector. So there are all sorts of great entrepreneurs out of Silicon Valley and Austin and they are creating all sorts of things like Peer Street. For the first time, the average guy can start doing the exact same type of investments the banks do, where you don't have to come up with $700,000 to participate in the first lien on a home mortgage. You can chip in $1,000 and you can have that crowdfunded loan. So now you can have an asset that's backed by real estate and you're essentially being the bank. The banks have done it for 5,000 years. It works. Lending is a great thing. But most people haven't had the opportunity or they've been forced to have to suffer through the volatility of the stock market. So there's all sorts of fintech ideas. My goodness, even Yield Street. Now you can invest in lawsuit litigation. So there's a lot of alternative investments to receive income. And now you can do it through the Internet, through great companies with great people. So I would say with the fintech revolution, I don't want to get into the blockchain too much just because it's a whole nother thing. And that one could not a day, but a week worth of interviews. But <laughs> I mean, there's also an entire communications boom happening right now with blockchain technology, which is almost like the Internet 3.0 or it is the Internet 3.0. So there are a lot of great things to be optimistic about. And a lot of people choose to fear. They go, oh, the robots are going to take the jobs. Okay, let the robots take the jobs. Let them clean my house. Let them mow my lawn. But you know what? We can do other things like providing services to people or using our money to make investments because everything's cheaper. Let's face it. Prices will actually come down when there's automation for almost everything because that's just the case. The costs will come down. Well, you'll have more free cash flow. So now with your future money trends, are you strictly personal finance or are you helping business owners as well? It's strictly personal finance focused, but a business owner could do it just as much. And every week at futuremoneytrends.com, we have something called a weekly wealth digest and it's free to subscribe to. 
And those ideas are one-third for entrepreneurs, one-third personal finance, and one-third are investment ideas. So it could help anybody. And I'm always telling stories about different business failures that we've had or businesses that we've done or successful investments that we've done or where we keep our cash accounts for our business. So it definitely can help an entrepreneur because in the end, entrepreneurs, when they make their money, it's going to go into the personal finance section. Gotcha. Wow. I have so many more questions that I don't think that I can even begin to ask. We have to wrap it up. Unfortunately, because I'm excited, if you could see me, you would see my smile is like literally ear to ear right now. Awesome. Uh, If you could give the enterprisers, what I call my listeners, an actionable tip to improve their lives or businesses today, what would that be? I've already mentioned it, which is over-delivering. That is, if you can think about the clients in your life, the customers in your life right now, think about what you can do for them. And if you're a new enterpriser, you're a new entrepreneur, let me give you some of the best advice that I've ever given anybody who's doing this. And I did it for myself. And that's how I learned it. And that's giving away services. One of the best things I did by accident was that during some hard times, I went to some of the very credible businesses that I was looking to work with, and I offered my services free. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever done, because then I could go to all the likely customers and likely clients and say, hey, I just did work for so-and-so. I just did this job for so-and-so. And then I was able to actually make money because I had a great reference. So just to put this in a quick example for everyone. Let's say you own a company that prints business cards. Keep it real simple. How easy would it for you to be to go to some of the great entrepreneurs in your city at the Chamber of Commerce, give them free services or services at a loss? Because from that moment on, then you can go to the thousand other businesses that will pay you and say, look, I just did a great job for Walmart. I just did a great job for Target. I just did a great job for Ford Motor Company down the street. Even though you did it at a loss or even though you did it for free, those great clients are great reference points. So surround yourself with great clients, even if you have to lose money, because that will open up the doors for many, many more opportunities. Gotcha. Now, this wasn't in our possible questions, but what's one inspirational quote that you are inspired by? In order to achieve success, you must risk failure. I have read that almost every day since I was about 11 years old. It's uh, hanging up in my bathroom. Now, who is that by? I have no idea. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Daniel, unfortunately, like I said, we're out of time, but thank you so much for being on the show. I have about three pages of notes over here, and I know that my listeners are going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Enterprisers, yet another awesome nugget field, our conversation with Dan. And with Future Money Trends, he's awesome business person, entrepreneur that is absolutely crushing it out there. So take his words, study them and apply them to your life and to your business. And please know that I am so appreciative of your support because I would not be able to do what I do without you guys. So thank you so much. And we will talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.